This is Dr. I mean, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. And I'm still in a hotel room where we're going to be taping from, but that's okay. Uh, what I want you to know is here, we're here to provoke you to think about the Word of God and even how you read the Word of God. And I have a magnificent friend, somebody that I love dearly. I mean, really love him and like him also. And that's Apostle Barry Cook, who we started talking about Phoebe last week. And I don't know about this week, but I am excited to hear. So uh, Apostle Barry, would you show up on the screen, please? There you are. Praise God. Yep. Um, wonderful to be back. You know, we've been doing this discussion. This is our third discussion on this particular subject. And we have been talking through um, women throughout history. And in the first couple. Um, we have um, many more, many more to do. Many uh -huh. more. Say that. Say that. M-A-M. Yes. Okay. That's that's correct. And in the many more that we have in order to culminate this series. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're obviously clowning around, but love the subject. We've been talking down through it. We've just been talking about different concepts of, of women in history and women and functioning women in scriptures and uh, what, various scriptures on the subject. And, and I'm just kind of laying a groundwork that I move around on to get up to some of the tougher scriptures in the Bible. But I just want people to know that it was a norm throughout scripture, even in the Old Testament, that women had their place. That's why last in the last episode or whatever it's called here, um, we... Um, really got into detail with the uh, many Old Testament illustrations of women who did not just prophesied, but I mean, they led and counseled kings and armies and uh, famous people and, and, and prophets and famous prophets and people of that nature and, and had ministries and led, led Israel, even some of them, and, and rose to, to stand for nations and move them to in certain discourses. They weren't just women trying to speak up or women to get right. They had substance and character and, and I got to say this because a lot of times, you know, that's right. And everybody should be, should be esteemed as a person and honored as a person. But I have to go back to Dr. King's words and say, you know, uh, that it's got to be, you know, the, the character of a man. And that's what things have to be based on, not the color of the skin or anything else, whether they're male or female or whatever else. If they got the character and they're gifted and they've got that, that I mean, like, like you're saying, these guys recognize, these counselors, these leaders, these governors, these, these kings that, that uh, 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 these women spoke into. And, and it even signifies that some of them taught these great people how the Bible applied to ruling kingdoms, which is fascinating. I mean, they had to be getting revelation from, from God on the subject through the Bible, the what they had at their days, you know, the passed down word and various written stories and things that they had had. Uh, and then we, we left off on Phoebe because I love talking about her and many others in the, in the New Testament. But, you know, she was a deaconess that served uh, in Romans 16, 1 and 2 and acted under Paul's authority in the service of Rome. And, and I was simply talking about authority when we got out 
<laughs> my crazy little illustration. I ended in the last one over. And uh, because I just wanted to hit it back the opposite direction to say, because then everybody's to say, you need to start, you know, like, wait a minute. Okay. Then how do, how are you going to start? Anyway, that will sound raunchy and I don't mean it like that. <laughs> how are you going to serve me? No, I'm talking about acts of service, you know, helping each other, getting along. And that's a business partner or whatever else, you know. Some, there's always usually somebody that pulls a load and somebody else that, that, that doesn't do much, you know, and that's and they want the credit for stuff. But, you know, anyway, uh, Anna, we always I love Anna. She was a prophetess. We know this. And she served under the temple authorities. I mean, she served under the authorities of the temple. She's trained in the stuff. She lived in the temple chambers, you know, where the priest of the Lord lived. She helped with things around the temple and even served in in ministry ways under the priest in the, in the temple. I'm, I'm just saying, okay, was that an official position that was listed in the Levitical? No, no, it wasn't. But was it obviously a role that was readily accepted because of who she was? Apparently so. So I guess they broke the law then. <laughs> but she was actually 102 years old when Jesus came, when, when he came into the, the, she was actually 102 so it means that I got time. I mean, I yeah, I can still do what I do. Oh, I know you do, Doc. She was an OG, that's for sure. <laughs> that's a fact. And then what was uh what was a um uh what was that uh, Thilia? I was thinking of this on we kind of broke had a break there. Thilia usurped authority over the throne of Judah, and murdered all the royal seed to do so. And then, and she, and she recognized no male leadership, and I, I think that's like in Second Kings, and the story's told also in in Second Chronicles. And I, I'm moving through this because I want to say that these women, you, you might say, oh, that was a that was an evil. That's an evil one, though. That was in there. Wait, wait, wait. The point is, she had an authority over the throne of Judah. That's the level she was operating in as a woman in the kingdom with no women leadership official. But she had it because it was normal in the time. It was not a matter of male or female. The problem is a lot of the females were not educated. A lot of the females, you know, um, were born or rejected or not given the same rights and privileges as, as, as the males in that time. That's why there was less women. When, but that didn't stop it from being women. God always has his special forces that he draws out of the group and, and sees to it that they have a supernatural wisdom about them where they're able to sit outside of the door of a university or whatever, you know, it is, uh, Dr. Seymour, you know, and they won't let me in. I'll just sit out here in the hallway and take notes. But instead of getting mad and running off, he thought I'm going to learn and then I'm going to go do my thing here and I'm going to show them that I got it. And I'm thinking, see, that's long-term thinking, not this offense thinking we have today. He should have just gone downtown and thrown a thrown a chair through the window of a shopping store and got him a new coat. Stupid. Um, anyway. <laughs> and I digress. <laughs> so let's talk about something happier, like Queen Jezebel. <laughs> Queen <laughs> Queen Jezebel usurped authority. Now, but here's the point I want to make about her. I don't want to, I'm not focusing on all her negative habits, but the Queen Jezebel usurped authority over her husband. Now, this is important because of where I'm headed. Usurped authority. These women I'm reading, 
do you have the same word in scripture? They usurped authority. They usurped authority. These are the illustrations of usurp women usurping authority. So when we see the scripture in Corinthians, it says women are not to usurp authority. You got to understand what's going on. That don't mean they can't talk when he's just said other places they can talk and how they're supposed to prophesy and pray in the church. I mean, well, I'm getting ahead of myself again, but I'm just trying to lead up. That's why I'm taking this path. I'm, you know, gone upon line didactically coming at this because, you know, Queen Jezebel, she usurped her authority and over husband Ahab and brought about idolatry in the death of Naboth to gain the vineyard for her husband's inheritance in the king. Now, then when we see that same spirit that they're calling out in Revelations 2.20, it says that woman, Jezebel, again, usurped authority in the church of Thyatira and taught idolatry and immorality and was judged accordingly. Here's the thing, though. She was the primary teacher in the church of Thyatira. She was the teacher of the teachers. She was in charge of the university. You know, she was <laughs> Dracula. Garden of Blood Bank. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, she, she was she was the pimp put over the girls' basketball team. You know, not not the right move to make, you know. But but the deal was, is she was gifted. She had authority. She had recognition. She, you're getting all my metaphors and sinking in slowly. <laughs> Took a minute. Uh, I keep pumping them out. But they might get weirder. So anyway, I better keep moving. So anyway, <laughs> um, but 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 she she had enough authority in that place that everyone had to listen to her, and she was influencing all the people with idolatry and immorality, and uh, and and then of course though she was judged accordingly. But the point of it is is these are illustrations of what it means to usurp authority. A woman in the church functioning alongside of other men and women of God, trained in the things of the spirit and have a word from God and they're scheduled and they ask if they can speak along with the other because they're being raised up and all this, or they got a prophetic word, but they're not going to be led to do it because they're a woman. Then that man's in rebellion. That man has got an issue. He got an old demon living up in him that needs to be cast out. And listen, some of this stuff is just not going to get cured for another generation. Like we got to get through people. But at the same time, the truth has to come out about this stuff. What do you think about it, Dr. B? Well, you know, what you're saying is so true. There's uh, usurping authority is one thing. You know, you and I work together. Mm -hmm. And um, it, I mean, even with this, no, you have full reign, free reign period. Okay. Cause I mute myself, you know, but I what know. we do is we submit one to another. And that is one of the things that you're talking about usurping authority in, in, mm -hmm. in, um, you know, if here it is, we're doing uh, uh, conferences or we're here in the church. And then I decide, even if it's something that's going to bless you, like Jezebel did what she did, you want that you want that thing in other words she was telling him you don't have you're not man enough mm -hmm. okay love okay give me your give me your give me your stuff give me your your, your she took a ring yeah but she said give me your stuff i got the 
whatever yep. it is to take to do this thing. And mm -hmm. that's what I believe that he's talking about. And that's what I believe that you're saying. You see, it, it's it's enjoyed being a woman. I enjoy my womanhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that I have authority. I know what it is that I'm to do. I know how to do it. And and uh, I, I there is no, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I'm a, because I'm a woman, because I'm a woman, I can have never mm -hmm. been able to do that one because because I'm a woman, I'm going to be a woman, but that ain't got nothing to do with my anointing. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do mm -hmm. with my position. That's right. That's right. See, my anointing is neither male nor female. Mm -hmm. It don't have no. And you shouldn't have to think about that. I mean, I mean, I understand. Now, here's the part I, I do understand. I understand that it's always good to know your audience, to know your room, to know who you're speaking to, to know the level of intellect, the kind of perceptive methods. Because, I mean, you know, if you're in a room that people are used to prophesying like, you know, hey, I just feel like the Lord wants to say this. And and you come in there because you've just been preaching that um, Church of God in Christ convention for a week. And uh, you're going to mess them up. I mean, hey, glory to God. You're He's on me. He's on me. I mean, you care. I mean, you know, they're going to be a little okay. Okay. I mean, you got to know your, you got to have enough wisdom to know where you are and what you're doing, who you're talking to and all of that. That's a difference. Like all these women I'm talking about in the scriptures, they were great women of renown and character. And, and they had their, their, the scriptures speak of their, their natural duties and like their kindness, like they were balanced people. And obviously they had to have some huspah, you know, where they wouldn't have been able to lead and get stuff done because everybody's got an opinion. That's the deal. Everybody can talk. We got so many sharp talkers today. But when it comes down to doing it, they don't know what to do. But I lead up to all of this in, in the scripture because we got to get to Paul's writings again and kind of walk back through this because these are major passages and major roadblocks to a lot of people in Paul's writings, which, you know, I think honestly has been used to silence women in ministry in any shape and form on it, it's been it's been it's been a battle and it's and it still is even though people would say it isn't you know it is um but but i think some of the main texts that people use to discredit women's ministry is first timothy 2 11 and 12 and first corinthians 14 34 and 35. now Expositors, I really believe, and many people I know, many scholars I know, really believe that they need to be honest um, dealing with these scriptures and should be. Because if you really start studying them, you start to realize, well, you know, this is just like <laughs> I had the same response to these texts as I did on some text about the rapture. <laughs> you know, I did because I remember sitting there listening to this guy teaching at this special seminar we had, and he's reading the text about, and the wheat and the tares shall grow up together, and in the end, the Lord shall send the, an the angel, and he'll put in his sickle, and I'm like, oh, yes, you know, and, and, and this is the rapture, and then it says, and he'll take out all the evil ones, all the tares, and I'm like, and he goes over to the sheep and the goats. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, because the sheep's going to be raptured out. That ain't what the text said. 
It says he's going to take up the goat. So I was like, and his sheep will be left. That's that's what it says right there. So I get your car. It, <laughs> if anything happens in case of rapture, leave your extra set of keys with me, honey. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's it. <clears throat> no, I'm playing around and I'm just saying when I got into these texts in Timothy, and in First Corinthians, and I started looking it up, I had the same thing. I was like, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Noah wasn't taken out. The, the evil folks were. And then we get into the thing about, you know, then obviously people say then there's never going to be a destruction of the earth, but then it does say that there's uh, that the earth will melt with a fervent heat. <laughs> you know, so there will come a day. It will be no more. But we... Everybody guessing the timeline and selling a book, and we so stupid we buy it. But anyway, you know, Paul's epistle. I mean, they change it every year. We just buy the next version. You know, I remember Tim like, hey, I should probably shouldn't have said his name. God rest his soul. I guess I don't know about that either. But anyway, whenever that happens, <laughs> if it hadn't already, I love it. <laughs> anyway, I just saying. Um, I remember like it come out of the well, I was off. All the calendar was off. All the you know, well, all that Bible I was using was a different version of their translation. Uh, it's like, oh my God, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. And uh, but he, you know, made a living and got rich off. I'm not saying he's a bad man. I'm just saying that was a bad subject. Act like he knew a lot about because he pulled the wool over our eyes. But anyway, um, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. That's what I'm saying. But I suffer not a woman to teach. Here it is. Nor to usurp authority over a man, but to be in, what's that word? Silence. <laughs> so this verse should not be, <laughs> it just gets me tickled right because it's so rough, you know. Uh, this, <laughs> this verse can't be taken out of context, though. So, and the context, has to be read. It has to be studied. And, and all, you know, for this verse to be really a graphic, which it's not hard to understand. Verse 12. I mean, when it gets into verse 11 and 12, it says, let the women be learn in silence. Okay. Uh, but to be in silence is a Greek word, you know, that's used twice here. And it's hesusia, meaning stillness or quietness or patience. It means to be still or peaceable by implication, to keep one's seat and be undisturbing in nature, which is what was going on. The Strong's Concordance uses the word stillness, but it, then it says um, a, a dissonance or a stop from bustle or babbling your mouth when another's talking. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you staying on silence, right? Okay, yeah. You know, it doesn't mean absolute silence. It's used like in, in Acts 21, 40, the same word is used there, but it's a different meaning. In, in 1 Corinthians 14, 28, in 34, it uses the same word, but it's using a different word, silence. In Revelation 8, 1, it uses a word, silence. It's using a different word, silence. And the Greek word is used in these verses is seize, or it means to hiss or hush in silence. So I, I'm just trying to, I know I'm breaking this down, but I want everybody to understand that Timothy, as Paul's companion and a son in the faith, knew of women who traveled with him. He knew of Paul's writings.
concerning men and praying and when prophesying because he read first Corinthians. I mean, he did have those availability, those letters at that time. He knew that Paul was at Philip's house with his four daughters. He had heard the stories, you know, and that they prophesied. He also knew of Paul's love for Priscilla and Aquila. I mean, he knew he knew firsthand of these leaders all around him when he's writing these letters. He feels he's in a company of an understanding. We're a new community of people. There's neither male nor female. There's Greek or Scythian. There's bond nor free. We are in Christ. And now we're new creatures and we function and we flow. Yes, we understand we have to have authority. You know, um, but the, the man might be not be the one fit. So it might not be him, you know, because he's not the one fit, you know, to, to be that one. But that doesn't make it less or out of order. That's what I mean. People are so trippy about because it's not a measure of ooh, almost use the very male term. It's not a male. It's not a matter of man's <laughs> maleness, you know. Uh, here's the deal. He also knew of Paul's love. Let me keep going on this. He also knew of Phoebe. And I know I keep talking about Phoebe, but he knew this deaconess. He understood her impact on the region. He had read letters. I mean, as you can read, if you want to do it from the different governors accommodating her. I think I talked about it on one of the first shows. You know, Timothy um, would know about Paul's order, you know, uh, to Titus even. Um you know, where he said, let the older women teach the younger women in Titus 2. And, and, and I love to be able to get to that, but I want to. Paul, Paul would, Paul knew he wouldn't, I mean, Timothy knew he wasn't contradicting. Paul wasn't contradicting himself. Timothy knew that. Uh, Timothy would understand that Paul's not bringing women into absolute silence because they had already, there was leaders all over, women leaders everywhere. So that couldn't have been it, you know. So Basically, he knew. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, no church today, generally speaking, takes this 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 literally. Otherwise, women couldn't sing, they couldn't pray, they you know they couldn't sit in a mixed congregation of men and women, let alone in a in a women's meeting. Only they they couldn't teach Sunday school classes. They couldn't teach anything. They they're, they're stuck. So when people say they believe that literally, I'm like literally. Then how come she's teaching Sunday school? Oh, wait, I gave her permission. Oh, so you usurp the authority of your own belief in the Bible in order to, but now it's okay. Because everybody knows it don't make no sense. I mean, it's, it's, and, and, but that isn't enough. I mean, just to, you know, you've got to look through. You know, Paul's saying, women are learning quietness. Why do you use that term? Because she's to be peaceful. She's to be restful. She's to be tranquil. She's not He's not calling for muteness. He's calling for order. He's calling for respect and honor. But he's using a term that is nice. Like he's trying. He's obviously new converts coming over. He's trying to be kind about it. But he's like, okay, okay, all right, girls, let's learn in quietness. How about that? You know, let's let's try Mm -hmm. this. And thank you so much for being a part. I'm glad you're here. But let's not uh, talk over the other people when they're talking. Can we do that? Can we? Yeah. Thank you. You know, I mean, that's he's trying to to deal with that. And then in the other verse, which I'll get to in a minute, he tells he says uh, to a different type. But then he speaks to the married man and he says, and let your woman 
It's a key word there. Now he's speaking to married men that are that are over them in the Lord or they're subjected. He's saying, look, just just, you know, explain it to them at home if they need to learn only because people would say that that's still male chauvinistic. No, it's because they were the ones that had the education. Now, look, they the church tried to change that immediately. I mean, that's one of the things Paul and everybody else noticed that, by the way. That's another thing. Women were in all the Bible colleges. Every time you see any Bible college gathered in the scriptures, women were always part of the number and always part of the travel and ministry team. They helped set up, tear down, work, labor, administrate, just like the men did. Everybody worked together to make it happen, you know, and that's how they saw it. And I love that because it's a difference in that. So, and then he says, let them learn in sub subjection. And the Greek word here is hypotesa, which means hupo, under, and lasso, to arrange. So in the context, it speaks of uh, manage your relationships. Like, you know, think about if this is the proper time. He's trying to instruct them about life. It's like he's not saying, women, you, you need to shut up and be in submission. Subject yourselves, you foul beast. You know, he's he's saying, look. Think about the relate. You know, is this really the time for you to be speaking like that? I mean, is it? Let's let's think about. I mean, once you see the language, I mean, I, you see Paul was really trying to downshift and trying to talk to these women about okay, you know, and you know Paul's personality. You know, it had to be hard for him. You know, it's like you know once, but when, and that's what tickles me when I start reading about this stuff because I start thinking about all those dynamics. I'm like, well. We just take it so simple when we read. It's like this. And then you read all about it and you're like, oh, there's so many dynamics just like it is today. That means that women were supposed to learn in quietness and submissiveness. And then when they talked, spoke, prophesied, prayed, did whatever they did, they did it, you know, in submissiveness and in order, you know, and under the direction and in unity when they respected the people. They didn't just try to take over. You know, because the Lord, spare the Lord's on me. I need to, I need that microphone. Yeah. I'm speaking right now and he's on me. So sit, <laughs> you know, it means she shall not assert her rights, but she'll yield to the preference of the whole of what's going on at the moment, what's happening. And if she has a husband and he's more mature in her and the Lord, uh, then, then even unto that. And, and if he's not, then she's encouraged to go to those that are more mature, you know, and the Bible does encourage you, you know, it does, uh, you know, it speaks about let the older women go to the younger and the older men go to the younger. But, but basically it's speaking about elders discipling people. It's talking because the word there that's used for women is let, you know, let the women elders disciple, be discipling yeah. and they can, and let the men and let the men elders they should be disciples that let them they should be doing it let them do it i don't think it's a problem today well i was gonna say i guess a lot of guys don't even set it up where their elders are you know supposed to make this are we out of time already doc We're just about out of time my goodness <laughs> We are out of time. Uh, one of the things was something that I heard as you were talking. I think I got a half a second to tap. Yeah, um, talk to me. <laughs> uh, was you're talking about be studious because if you're yeah. in a class, you're not opening up your mouth and you're not doing all of this. So I mean, I I, I think one of the things that that we're 
word be still is, is be studious rather than uh, open your mouth and let your mouth overload your, where, yeah. wherever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really love the subject. I love working with you. I love us doing this. And I think that people are getting a whole lot out of it. And that's why we're saying we're still telling it like it is. It's still telling it like the word of God then and and how it's still telling it now and this is apostle uh baker j baker and apostle barry cook and we will be back next week when we're here to still tell it like it is tell your friends i mean share this do whatever it is that you need to do get us all of these other places mm -hmm. but do that because it's going to get better and better and better so bye-bye we'll see you next time all right